0: Well hello there my friends, listeners and fellow role players. Tis I, Game Master Dagaba. Er um yeah, wait, real name. It is me, Stacy. And uh let me tell you a little news before jumping into
1: from
0: a Part two Okay, so the news. I'm going to start by saying, isn't it fantastic when virtual tabletops like Fantasy Grounds and Discord allow us to connect to find a story to share with friends near and far? Well, real life and time zones have caught up with our friend Ryan, or Unlucky Geek, or his character name Volan, and sadly, he is not able to continue with our campaign. Such is life. So hasta luego Ryan, until we meet again. And hello, Daria. Welcome to the adventure. Welcome to session 21, and this session's recap of the other one, from, you know, before. The jungle's thrum is silent, the only sound heavy breathing and swick, swick, That of Volan's knife as he cuts free a couple dagger-like teeth from one of the downed Deinonychuses. Conversation returns, and with it the trills and warbles of the jungle. The battle, that battle, is ended. Ichnamuj suggests taking a short rest, and his body language clearly speaks that his suggestion is more for himself than for caring for the wounded. Clicker disagrees, and to prove her point she deftly and very monkey-like swings down one-handed from her perch in the nearby tree. She also reprimands Ijnamuj for his smoking. But perhaps this is more because Ijnamuj keeps referring to Thorn as Master Thorn, and to everyone else as Master Thorn's companions. Volan slices away a dinosaur haunch to cook for dinner. Thorn is worried that fire will attract predators, but Volan says... Fire and smoke will keep the bugs and beasties away. Having moved away from the carcasses, Bruce takes a nap under a tree, and a discussion ensues about whether or not the quantity of creatures encountered is normal. Clicker asks Volan about the shadow creature in the underbarrows, and Thorn follows up by asking about the strange shadow event that killed the bear cub trappers. Not wanting to talk about it, Volan changes the subject. Ejnamuj attempts to get to know Thorn better, but Thorn skirts the questions with zero finesse. This redhead is still a stranger. Ejnamuj changes tact and asks for the names of his companions, and how long they have served Master Thorn. In response, Clicker mimics and pretends to be Thorn, and when that flops, she then pretends to be Thorn's servant wallmaker. What in the hell is a wallmaker? And what is this servant business? My, Master Thorn, you are a Caucasian tiefling, clearly one born to command other peoples. The conversation with the redhead ebbs and flows as you and he probe for information. The night deepens and the short rest becomes a couple of hours. Thorn performs ritual magics to identify the items you've acquired. Clicker ponders about Stock, the grey aberration you encountered in the dream. After resting and healing your wounds, you gather up your gear for the final push back into Grandma Elmtwinkle's land. On her border, you notice an unmoving spriggan that lies on the path. As you get closer, you also notice a small and a tiny plant creature. The two are busy placing green pods along the border. Your tiny sprite companion Sunrise is immobilized with fear. Ijnabuj urges the destruction of the green pods and their planters. A battle ensues. Unable to move quickly with the difficult terrain of the jungle's undergrowth, Bruce can only aid by smashing the stationary green pods, and in so doing gets covered in green spores. Ajna blasts Bruce with Ray of Frost, have to kill those spores that cover the dwarf. And so, as a bedraggled and tired group, you drag yourselves into Elm Twinkle's courtyard. How about we find out what happens next? sometimes you do that when you're reading and you're you you know how you read like the couple words ahead and you're like yeah i got this i got this and i read a couple words ahead and i was like that sentence makes no sense clearly i didn't reread that anyway yeah, it, it happens. happens it happens no one will know no one will know except for me because i just of course bung, bunged it up and the seven thousand people that are listening I really should have checked if, to make sure that my recordings were working, because then that would really suck if I have to redo it again.
2: If only there were 7,000 people listening. I mean, yeah. the only person I know who's listening at the moment is Daria. <laughs> oh, no, there's okay. another... Well, yeah, it's there's not live. So.
3: People. We just don't know who they are yet. Yeah.
1: My name is Legion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um right. So, uh, let's see here. It is the night It is night on the 21st of December, as the five of you stand in the market space of Grandma M. Twinkle's domain. Having left the heat and humidity of the jungle behind, the air here feels fresh and cooler. It's only 21 degrees Celsius. Ijnumuj bows to you, Thorn. Good evening, Master Thorn. I... I hope we can speak again on the morrow, but I think I need to, to go freshen up and get some shut eye.
2: Well, uh, if you have to do that, we, uh, probably can catch you up tomorrow. I must thank you for helping, uh, getting us out of that cenote. Uh, without your help, it could have been, uh, quite the climb. Um, it would be interesting to find out if you have any more information on, um, these uh, tieflings you are speaking of, my experience with the tieflings is quite limited.
0: Of course, most assuredly, don't worry at all, I, I, I'm i sure that Ranve will be excited to meet you and we can talk in the morning.
2: Well, um, it'll be good to meet uh, both uh, yourself and Ranve in the morning. Let let me know. Uh, though, uh, I sh- actually, I should let you know, though, that we may be uh, heading off uh, quickly tomorrow morning to to do something else. But um, it will depend on the rest of us.
0: Of course, of course. First thing then, I, I will most assuredly catch you. And I tip my hat.
1: Um...
0: <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> Shut up Fang <laughs> What the heck You hear a donkey braying in the background Excited I'm coming mate I'm coming Oh
2: okay
3: You hear what he said it's the 21st of December You you better have been out and bought me A Christmas present mate Otherwise there'll be no hay View in the morning uh,
2: I mean I haven't um, You talking to me Talking to Fang.
1: Like her, stands up straight, and she's she's extremely tense as she looks over to Fang to the
0: arse. You just heard Fang. You don't see Fang, but you can hear from where it came off. He's out. He's out there. You heard him. Didn't you hear him? Where Ijnimu walking off to is it in the direction where you heard the sound coming from?
2: So, how, how many days have we uh, been out, by the way?
0: Out of the slave encampment?
2: Uh, away, no, no, away from Elm Twinkles. So, i.e. how many hours left do we have for Norbert? Oh,
0: you've only been gone for, you left yesterday afternoon.
2: Okay, so we've got yeah. ha- how many hours until the, the uh, fruit won't work on Norbert?
0: Uh, another day and a half.
2: Okay, cool. So we can have a long night night rest without any issues then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is... Are you walking off to your site then as well, Bruce? To rejoin Fang who continues to bray?
3: I certainly am. Here I come. I'm coming honey, I'm coming.
0: Okay. So you head off to your campsite which it's not sorry Yours is not really a campsite you are you and and ijinmuj are kind of in the same area within elm twinkle's um, domain where there's a places for visitors to stay it's not within the guardian tree cookie but off like around where the kiosks and what are off to the side so not in the market area itself but you do have a shaped space where you two are able to catch rest and i don't know if you're going to sleep in there or s- sleep with fang up to you
3: yeah we always sleep together me and Fang.
0: but midnight and pepper they stand at the entrance to cookie and they gesture towards volan thorn and clicker to feel free to partake
2: uh, so uh volan uh, do you think we should uh catch up with those uh, traders and hand over the brillstone
0: I, I think we'll have to meet them in the morning I mean there's nobody here except a couple of fireflies
2: I would have thought they'd be here willing and eager I guess uh, maybe we need to sleep then what yeah, do you I... think clicker
1: Beep. Ew.
2: Yeah, you, you certainly look a bit uh, beaten up. All right. Um, Well, uh, let's see if we can find a a place to sleep in in, uh, Elm Twinkle's abode. Um, And then uh, we'll uh, catch you up tomorrow morning.
0: So you do notice too, even though it's evening, those of you with dark vision, that the trees in this area, certainly they've all changed color, whereas yesterday they kind of more had a summer look to them. Today they, or this evening, you can certainly tell that their colors don't look the same as they did the previous day. So. Midnight and Pepper lead you into the Guardian Tree Cookie. And within the tree, it's dark except for one lone large firefly that flutters about on silent wings. And you're taken up the same spiral path that you had originally caught sight of Midnight and Pepper descending just a day ago. Fifty feet up the spiral path, you find rooms lined the trunk of Cookie, shaped into. I never really thought is Cookie male or female shaped into him her doesn't matter it they (laughs) the wooden rooms are exceptionally crafted and on entering you feel your aches and pains fade everything about this room gives you a sense of autumn and a plentiful harvest from the fall hue colors to the scent of the turned earth rich produce grains the blending of nature with habitation is seamless A lone round window lets in a gentle breeze that stirs the subtle orange gauze that drapes around an inviting-looking hanging pod that resembles a bed. The floor of the room is covered in a soft moss, a shaped trunk sits at the foot of the pod, and on top of it you can see towels, fresh clothes, and other odds and ends. Ten feet from the bed is a raised bit of floor in which steams water, and on the far wall of the tub is an assortment of leaves that let in a steady dribble of water into the basin. What will you do?
1: Flickers are going to fall flat on the bed.
0: So there's a room for each of you.
2: I'll clean myself up first um, and then go to sleep.
0: Okay. You do notice though that the odds and ends that are on the beds, or sorry, on the trunks, oddly, they look a lot like, I tossed them all into the party party sheet, is a, a wide assortment of items that, some of the things you already carry, some things that you've had amiss for quite some time. Clicker falls where is that? into the bed. In the party sheet, on in the inventory tab.
1: Yeah, but where, where, where is that in-game?
0: So, on... So, I, I'd mention here. There you go. There's a shaped trunk that's mm-hmm. at the foot of the bed.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And on, the, on that shaped trunk is towels, fresh clothes, and other odds and ends. Those other odds and ends is basically... The missing gear for Thorn, Volan, and um, Clicker. Well, not missing, but claimed when you guys were slaves.
2: Does it look exactly like the things we had?
0: No.
1: Well, okay, so, so not the entire party sheet is at our trunks. It is the stuff that belonged to that person.
0: Yeah, more or less, this is just, you are getting back gear that you had been missing since being a slave. But of everything, though, nothing is actually made of metal. It's all crafted of wood and plant material. But so well done, some of the woods are just as hard as as metal would be.
1: Okay, I already have everything in my inventory hmm should I just put it back to carried no, or you
0: don't have to do anything okay okay if there's something there that you want to claim though go feel free
1: I mean sh- if she recognizes some of this stuff um
0: recognize in what sense she's being yours specifically yeah. like
1: the, yeah no. like replicas of, of her stuff she looks for not... a book.
0: Hey, oh, you're. She looks yeah, no, for her not, black book.
1: It's, there's no black book. I
0: see what kay. you know. Okay,
1: so as I said, she just falls flat on the on the bed and giving off this this tiny. <coughs> she probably falls asleep within less than a minute.
4: Okay,
2: uh, I'll at least refill up the arrows that I've lost. Um, during the first journey.
0: Sure. And um, Volan would probably do the same. I don't know if he would clean off or not. He's not really here, so sure. Why not? He cleans himself off.
2: Well, Volan's your problem, yeah?
0: (laughs) Volan (laughs) is my problem though, true enough. Okay. So, At this point what I'm going to do, I have got as you sleep a couple of things that will happen and I'm going to start with clicker and I'm going to drag clicker into a private channel and Craig can stay in here and listen to you guys and I'll drag you Daria as well so you can get a feel for what this shenanigans is. Okay, you can hear me, Clicker? Mm-hmm. Ijn mention of hell and the subsequent conversation of demons, devils, fiends. What is it about that conversation that resonates with you? The thought troubles you even within this comfortable and pleasing room. Such odd luxuries. Is this normal for creatures of Vay? But even with those troubling thoughts, the comfort of your environment gently brings you into a deep slumber in the wee hours as morning is just around the corner your body your body begins to toss and turn as if it senses what your mind has not yet registered your body shudders as a heart-shattering scream echoes in your dream echoes with the sight of flames that seem to burn into you the familiarity of the scream the flames like black tendrils your sleeping mind reaches out 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 but the night terror doesn't take it doesn't hold you you are unable to latch onto that and you start to return to your dreams your deep slumber but you feel a hand on your leg doesn't quite wake you but you hear
4: daughter of wotan it is not time for that battle You must find what gives you strength.
0: And with that voice, that soft voice that you hear as your body begins to settle from whatever that nightmare was, it was trying to take you, your body starts to settle deeper. And just at the the cusp of falling into slumber, the voice asks,
4: Tell me, Clicker, now before you find Dream, would you take that boon?
0: Do you respond or do you drift off?
1: Yes.
4: return to sleep dreamwalker there'll be time enough for questions in the morning
0: and with that the presence the feeling on your leg disappears any questions
1: about 2.5 (laughs) thousand
0: okay in that case i will let that sit there and i'm gonna go and grab someone else. This time, Daria, I will well, I'll return all of us.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, but you can uh, work
2: your way around that. I mean, we, you've got <laughs> enough strength that you should be able to <laughs> climb most times.
0: Yeah. We are back. And this time, I'm going to drag Thorn. And this time, Daria, I'm going to leave you behind.
2: Was um Craigbox box. Craig bot stayed with us. Is that an issue?
0: No, that's not a problem. That, that's actually preferable. Yeah, just tell of okay. the things we said about you, though. I love listening <laughs> to that bit. It just yeah, drives just, me... Yeah, out. just useless. The rage. Revenge. Yes. Okay. All right, I'm taking two up. Okay. In the wee hours, as morning is just around the corner, your body shifts in its deep slumber as if it senses what your sleeping mind hasn't yet registered. Slowly, dream does come with that deep slumber, and the dream that comes is odd. For in your dream, you find yourself walking through marble ruins of what once must have been a grandiose colonnade that goes on forever. Throughout the ruins, you hear the sound of skittering and clacking. And within all those sounds, you hear introductions and names that resolve into the images of one after another black scorpion. The dream continues, the skittering, the clacking, the names that all continue, not a flood, not a torrent, but constant, a mild throbbing on your brain. And as you dream and the, these introductions continue, you body senses a touch on your leg. In the back of your mind, as you dream, you hear a voice.
4: Leave. You have no power here and are not welcome. This is my court. Away with you.
0: The sound of skittering and clacking escalates, and then the introduction. Do slow. I
2: recognize the voice?
0: Uh, yeah. You can give me a. I guess it's a wisdom check
2: wisdom or insight or insight sure perception or?
0: or perception that both are fine yeah you you even though you are in mid slumber you recognize the voice of grandma elm twinkle okay and the skittering and clacking it escalates for a moment but the introductions slow and stop and then the sound of the skittering and clacking fades and as it fades away you hear the voice the same soft voice and it says...
4: Tell me, Thorn. now before you find Dream again, would you take that boon?
2: Is uh, the uh, boon that you're speaking of the one that was offered earlier? Yes. Well, I would have to say that it was rightfully rightfully mine to start with. And the fact that you took it from me is most troublesome.
0: And as you say that, you can feel the sleep slowly starting to return as you voice your thoughts. Your mind still drifts off with those final thoughts and you once more are returned to sleep. And I will. Any questions on that?
2: Um. So basically, it was Elm Twinkle trying to see whether I was interested in in taking the uh, boon that was granted to me by what's her name? Can't remember her name. Saffron. Saffron, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, <laughs> funny. Funny you should say that because I was talking to Mick while you were speaking with Clicker. It's mm-hmm. like um, these are the two things I'm planning to do: one, get the rollstone to um, the traders, and two, do the thing that Elm Twinkle wants, and then. It's it, like, that's it. I'm gone. <laughs> We're going elsewhere.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: But so that my was a plan. plan. But uh, At least my plan.
0: You stick with your plan. Okay, I'll take you back. All right. All right. And so,
3: Fang... Fang oh. is... Yes, yeah, so, so that's what Fang thinks is going on. Now, he's been trying to convince me for about 100 years, because he's been around a long time, but he's actually this giant demon dog magic creature so every now and again he just goes off his tree about being a donkey but i know he's just he's, he's really a donkey it's just that he's got this thing about
1: but, uh, He's really he's a donkey that is over 100 years old yeah
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what it is yeah he's really a donkey that's over 100 years oh old. oh god yeah he here, can, are he's are been we? around that long so, yeah although although he says he's that old But I have noticed that about once every 50 years, I've had to go away and come back, right? And Fang has stayed behind at my blacksmith shop. And every time I've come back, Fang looks a little bit different. My dad keeps telling me that I've been away so long, I've actually forgotten what Fang looks like. But here's the thing. I've been talking to Fang for a couple hundred years now. So I think it's the same Fang. Couple hundred, you're 125 yeah so 125 years or 100 years i've been talking to fang now i know donkeys are only supposed to live for 20 years so this is all part of this thing right okay the other thing too is that wizards and powerful people keep coming to the place where i'm making swords and shields and stuff and i tell them about fang i tell them that he thinks he's magical and i tell him he thinks he's a dog and they go and look at him and they come back and they laugh at me and they say mate it's just a donkey so I think Fang has got this complex, right? Fang Fang may not actually be the, the, the fool, the full quick, but he's a nice donkey and he helps me out. So I put up with him uh-huh. thinking he's a dog. Uh-huh. And shut up, Fang. <laughs> I put up with him thinking he's a dog. Right? And, you know, he tolerates my strange behaviour and weird accent. So that's what Fang is. And he also pulls the cart, so... Depending on what happens next, we might have a car to travel around in.
0: Or we, not. We shall wait and see and find out because I'm about to drag you into the channel. So, yes. yeah, here we go. I feel like I'm Priest Fang. I'll still be alive when I get back. Okay. Can yes. you hear me? Yep. Oh, I should check to see if this other thing is still working. Okay, yeah, it's still working. Okay. Perhaps it was the chill leeching through your belly shell that caused you to awaken. You open your eyes and slowly let your head protrude from your protective shell. You can see that you've been placed on a stone table. It's quite smooth, polished, and has an appealing look to the colors of the stone. It has to be marble. Looking to the left and right, you can see that you're inside what resembles a wooden shack, and it doesn't look very well put together. Quite at odds with the stone table beneath you. The rafters are covered with drooping cobwebs, and on the shelves there is an odd assortment of jars, vials, pumpkins with carved, contorted faces. Do you want to give me a perception check?
3: (laughs) Absolutely. Where are we? Perception.
0: Oh shit, shouldn't have done that as... Just Uh, roll me a d20, because you're not actually rolling as Bruce.
3: Yeah, I figured that. Try that. I perceive nothing.
0: Uh, Hold on a second here. (laughs) You perceive something, but not as much as you could have. DC5 perception check to see, or DC12 perception check to see. So with a DC5 perception check, you see the jars and vials are filled with creature components. Unguents and ointments. The pumpkins, they seem like they are watching you hmm if this is the afterlife it isn't quite what you expected not all radiance and shininess well what were the things that master miyagi had said about the afterlife it sure feels no different than your previous life with those three who were they there's Hang a memory on, of back three up, back up yep
3: you started out talking about me being on a table with a shell you're orbit you're, like, you're inside an orbit shell no but yeah Norbit doesn't know anything about Miyagi.
0: Master Miyagi? Yeah.
3: Miyagi was only, only ever associated with Bruce.
0: None Master Miyagi is is Norbit's dude. Wax on, wax off. Miyagi was the guy who rescued who you lived with Norbit lived with. Bruce has nothing to do with Miyagi. No, I'm pretty sure
3: what I wrote. Bruce went away on the donkey,
0: stayed with Biagi. No, no, no. Not with Miyagi. And on donkey, went and visited a lady. Dude, your backstories. Shame on you.
3: No, no.
0: I'm pretty sure it's... Bruce and Miyagi
3: went together and Norbert didn't have a... A backstory with...
0: Backstory, Biagi. Norbert. The story begins a few decades ago when I first met Mr. Miyagi. Yeah? Yes. You got your backstories mixed up. I've used him twice then. No, he's not used in the Bruce backstory. Uh, The other ladies used.
3: So... Just read me through that one a bit. So, when Norbert... Norbert's with Miyagi and has forgotten about him.
0: No, let me read when again, come up listen. If this is the afterlife, it isn't quite what you expected. Not all radiance, shininess. Well, what were the things that Master Miyagi had said about the afterlife? It sure feels no different than your previous life with those three, who were they? There's a memory of three, two males and a female. You can see them clearly, but their names, what were their names? and why are you covered in dirt? This seems odd for the afterlife. Unless, is this hell? You notice there's an oddness to the air about you, something that permeates through the foul smell of this shack. No, this is something else that doesn't feel quite right. With you and the teachings of Mr. Miyagi, I need you now to give me a charisma check, so just roll the d20 again. So that would be, okay, good. You sense that there is something through your paladin upbringing, that there's something you can't tell because your role isn't good enough, but you do sense that there's something odd here that twinges on your divine sense. The door to the shack bursts open, and an enormous—what the fuck is that thing? It looks like a bloody huge mountain goat walking upright, and it's extremely—an extremely poorly made humanoid mix of goat and human. Disgusting, ugly. It brays at you loudly, it coughs and sputters, and asks, <laughs> "Your name?" Norbert. Did you catch that, by the way?
3: No, I'm reading what I wrote in backstories.
0: You got to listen, dude, and ask your yeah, question. It,
3: it, it, it's it's not Biaggi is not in
1: Norbert's backstory.
3: Sorry,
0: bye Yes, Mr. Miyagi is totally in Norbit's backstory. So, it asked you, is your name Norbit? Yeah. And when you answer that, you get this feeling that you are surrounded in something. You know that there's something about you. You know that if you... Let me read this again just quickly. You know that you're in a space where you can't lie. But you can choose not to... You can't lie. You know that. You feel that. You you can feel that about you. Like something setting in on you that that prevents you from doing it. But that doesn't mean you have to answer the question. And then this big goat, it asks you. Where is
4: your nest?
0: Do you answer or not? No. It looks at you for a bit, waiting, and then it says...
1: WHERE YOU COME FROM
3: Sorry, I can't do this. I'm still back at the Biagi thing. You're gonna have to give me the
0: backstory for Norbert. Alright, then we're cancelling that. You're gonna have to go to your Google Doc, and you're gonna have to look at it again. In Google Docs. Yeah. Alright. So, hold up a second. I will send that to you, but basically we're, we're cancelling that bit in the, since you've forgotten. And we'll go to the next bit, which is... So this is Bruce. Your night isn't easy. You toss and you turn. Your body is drenched in sweat. Before you stands Clan Fuchi's chief, Fargrim Grim Emberbreaker. Looking huge and ominous. Huge and ominous? When was he ever? A vision from a century past, your childhood when Fargrim wasn't clan chief. You grumble in your fitful sleep, and then a sloppy tongue and a gentle bray takes you back into the dream. You're now within the lustful Jabberwock, a bar, a pub from back home. You watch as your father goes into a rage and starts beating on Fargrim pounding the other dwarf into the floor. Patrons rush to pull your father from Fargrim, and you can see their wrinkled faces as your father's rage scent hits them. And did you have any questions on that? It's just a dream. Or a memory. And again, the gentle bray and the nudging of Fang's nose takes you back into sleep. And now I'm going to bring us back and you can reread your backstory. I sent you a link in Discord. Yeah. Okay.
1: Maybe Japanese, maybe French, and then Russian. Sorry. Took, took a bit oh. longer.
0: Okay. Last bit here.
1: Where are you confused? Hey. Just ma- just making sure. <laughs> to what?
2: Is Mick confused? Mick? Yeah, he is.
1: Yes, he is. So everybody's confused. Is that correct? Well,
2: I mean, I wasn't super confused,
1: but...
0: Okay. Last bit, this is... You all will hear this, because this is actually for Volan. In the wee hours, as morning is just around the corner, Volan's body begins to toss and turn, as if it senses what his mind has not yet registered. Interference. Indistinct flashes of black and shadow. His brow sweats as his sleeping mind tries to catch a glimpse at the figure between the shadows, but whatever the cause it doesn't hold, it is unable to latch onto him, and he returns to slumber. At the foot of his bed, M. Twinkle Holt rests her hand on his ankle. She says,
4: Not Fae, but Faye called Volan. Would you know its name? It is called Dartan. Find your strength, Volan. Its desire is strong. It will overwhelm your will, but you are safe here, within my domain.
0: Fate the black. So that was Volan's bit that he missed out on. Shame on him. Okay. So the, the night continues. You all level up to four. If you haven't already and as morning starts to come you hear horns blast all about and bring all of you awake as they continue to blast and you can start to hear a commotion. What do you guys do? Is
1: is there like a, what are they called, a wet room, wet chamber, whatever, in in the room? Attached to the room? Like a bathroom?
2: There there is a bath there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's in text. Yes, there is a bath in the room, but if you're talking about is there a toilet, let's just say there is...
1: No, I'm talking about a bath.
0: I'm I'm asking,
1: yeah. Yeah, Yeah. okay. So, as this horn rings out, a butt-naked... I mean, it's not very naked, but butt-naked clicker, completely drenched, is running out of her room, looking around in terror. That's it. Sorry. What about...
0: Anybody else?
2: Um, oh, I mean, if, if Clicker's running around in terror, um, would, would I see this? Are we all in the same... We're in the same room, aren't yeah, we? Yeah,
0: you guys... Not in the same room, but side by side, so you would definitely hear Clicker squawking as she runs outside your door.
2: I'll, I'll sort of, like, open the door groggily and go, Oh, uh, uh, Clicker? What? I mean... You, you should put something on um what's what's the matter
1: i am um... what do you mean did you
4: hear the horns
2: uh, well, is that what they were um I-, I thought i had a horrible uh headache and um some sort of weird dream before i woke up but what there were horns
1: it sounded like horns. It sounded like an alarm.
2: Oh. Um. All right. Well. Um. I- I'll get ready. You should get ready too. We uh, don't know what we're walking into.
1: Clicker. Dripping water, all over the floor. It moves back into her room quickly. Closes the door. Did I recover any? Any levels of exhaustion from any levels of exhaustion?
0: At the moment, you would have recovered one. So you're at level two, exhaustion two now.
2: Mm-hmm. And I shame Bruce is uh, no, more, no more exhausted.
0: No, he's good. One second. Bruce, you hear commotion outside as and did you say you were sl- you were sleeping with Fang outside or? Yep. Yep. Yeah.
3: Usual place, I sleep under the cat.
0: So you can see an assortment of Fae slowly and, and surely starting to all quickly appear in your sight as they head towards the guardian tree called Elm Twinkle, or the guardian tree called Cookie. And I need you to give me a constitution saving throw. Okay. You can. Wait. Let me read this again. The exhaustion remains. Okay. You still feel like that sweat, uh, this a sense of unwellness about you. I also need you to give me a. I also need you to give me a wisdom saving throw as well. Okay. So you still feel exhausted the sweat that you were feeling that had you tossing and turning last night it still remains you still feel that but that unwellness that you felt yesterday that caused you to vomit it's still there but you're you don't feel like you need to vomit you still feel not quite fully right and as you you wake up and you hear this and you see all of these fae heading towards the center there's a desire to I mean yes there's a you see you even see that heading in there you even catch sight of the redhead heading in as well and he kind of catches your eye for a bit but then a larger fay kind of wa- walks between you and, and then you lose sight of him but this desire there's a desire to go back to where you had been the evening before where you encountered those green pods and see if you can find one of them gonna do anything
3: i'm losing my mind so i'm just going to be
0: confused okay in the meantime volan comes out of his room he's like thorn uh clicker it sounded like an alarm look down there because you guys are your rooms are in the side of the guardian tree where that spiral Walkway went up along the inside, so looking past the spiral, you can see down into the center of Cookie, and you can see that a, a number of Fae are starting to gather, an increasing number. And as you look down, Volunt says, like, "Hey, that looks like Grandma Eltwinkle there."
2: I I guess we should uh, head down and see what the, this one uh, and horn is all about. You uh, set Clicker, you still look a bit wet
1: Uh, She's now coming out of her room And she is indeed Completely wet Underneath her clothing But she doesn't mind, apparently (laughs) And just rushes past you Down the stairs
0: Okay Bert (laughs) Bert
2: (laughs) So I'll follow Clicker
0: and Volan is walking. He's already been walking down the walkway. Watching as this dream of this hubbub and commotion as as the Fae gather. And you can see that Grandma Grandma Elm Twinkle is walking amongst all of these Fae. You see her touching foreheads with some. Or touching index fingers with others. Or exchanging some form of a kiss. Or some other odd, what, greeting or something? And there's much chatter as the Grandma Elm Twinkle is briefly meets with each of the fey that are gathered in there and you even catch sight that Ijnamuj enters in and you see that Ijnamuj is with beside Ijnamuj is a minty green complexioned female. Perhaps this is his employee. What was her name? But he had said she was a tiefling. Her skin is minty and but where are her horns? Tieflings have horns. She does have some large eyebrows though, and those ears. Well, if she wasn't at least five feet in height, she has the look of a gnome. But you see, Eladrins and quicklings and pixies and sprites and more of these tree-like creatures like the spriggans and whatnot are all starting to gather. Volan manages to walk down to the bottom of the platform and, uh, and Grandma Elm Twinkle even comes up to him and she shakes his hand and just pats him on the shoulder as she moves on to greet others. What are you doing, Clicker and Thorn?
2: Are uh, you going to go first,
1: Clicker? Clicker is just... As soon as he she sees what happens, going to stand still in utter confusion and with like both hands still reached out as she was running she just freezes in midair and watches
0: okay and bruce as you stand there a little confused and whatnot a couple you know some fey that are walking by they're like look at you you in uh, common they're like hey come on there's a gathering we all must come in but that feeling to go out and and seek that feeling is there and it's just as strong as the feeling to go and find out what the hell is going on.
2: Thorn will walk up to um, uh, Elm Twinkle and go hey uh, what's the meaning of this we were I, I was having a great dream about uh, finding a, a special something and um, then all these horns happened, and poor Clicker over there, she was a little bit distressed. Can you can you tell us what's going on?
0: So she comes up to you as you come and talk to her, and she reaches her hand out to shake your hand.
4: Ah, good morning, Warren. Good to see you. One moment, one moment.
0: And she shakes your hand, and, and when Clicker's there, she reaches out and, and says... Uh, good morning to you as well clicker and shakes your, your hand as well and she continues on and she just goes and continues to greet each other people all of the people and the horns start to die down and they stop and as they stop the uh, gathered people slowly start well not slowly but they rather quickly actually start to exit Till very soon it's just the three of you and you see and the female beside him and he's kind of looking at you and then he kind of looks at Grandma Elm Twinkle and then the female beside him kind of stands on her tiptoes a bit and says something to his ear and then slowly they two they exit until it's just the three of you Grandma Elm Twinkle watches them leave and she sighs and as she sighs a vine from up above Kind of slowly drops down and she slumps against the vine. And oddly, Bruce, you feel a lot better. I'm sorry, not Bruce, Thorne, you feel a lot better. Even with those odd dreams, you feel refreshed and then some. Clicker, you also feel like an edge, like an alertness like that odd taste that you have on the tip of your tongue after you eat one of them centipedes from back in that place you'd rather forget in Ramag. And your exhaustion is gone, Clicker. You can remove your exhaustions.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. As she's standing there, frozen for a moment, and then obviously at some point she's gonna let go, relax. She looks down and checks on her body, moves the shoulder. Does it hurt? Does not hurt. And instead of being happy and joyful about this and about the pain being gone, She has this exaggerated gasp and drops her shoulders and slowly walks up to the others who are down there.
0: You guys can, the two of you can at least uh, give me perception checks too.
2: in the tower or um, out in the open?
0: Out oh, in the open's fine. A 20 from Clicker and a 13 from Thorn. Clicker, you are well aware as you are rotating your shoulder and whatnot. You can feel that edgeness that you feel. You feel that what, has, what had been taken seems to have returned. But their memories are still there, and you too, Thorn. I mean, you're not quite as aware, but you, you definitely feel better than you think you should be. And as you just kind of are sitting there and wonder, that sense of well-being is improved once more, and eventually, as well, Clicker, as you're aware of that, you can also hear. Elm Twinkle as she whispers barely audible but you do catch it and you hear that Elm Twinkle mutters
4: It is done Zarina.
0: And at that point Bruce what are you doing?
3: I'm packing my cart.
0: And as you are packing a couple of these large spriggans show up and as they show up They don't speak, but one of them just pats you on the back, and as you get patted on the back, this exhaustion that was on you, it too fades. The sweat that had been drenching you during the night, it as well fades, and you can remove that level of exhaustion. So you continue to pack your bags and pack your cart, okay?
3: No no. Once it's gone I generally go, hang on. Yep. To whoever it was that patted me on the back and it
0: who are you? And so here, do you remember what the Spriggans look like? No. Okay. I'll show you a picture of them again. So a spriggin so, sorry, go ahead.
2: They're little stick creatures,
0: aren't they? Some of them can be little. These ones are not, they're of a size of you. They basically look like beings made of wood, but they don't, they're not quite the same as those, those um, the vine creatures that you fought just the night before, as well as the ones that Dindelia had called up. They look different from this. This one looks, this wood creature looks a lot more majestic. And as you ask that question, it looks at you and it simply points back towards cookie and you notice that it is clearly saying something but it's saying something in sylvan that you don't understand how did you do that it just nods it gives a little bit of a bow and again it points back towards the guardian tree cookie okay and as you look back at the tree you see ijnamuj exit the tree with this minty green female yep alright keep packing the cart you're just keep packing the cart okay Yeah. clicker and thorn what about you
2: oh I'm waiting for elm twinkle to say something so I'm standing there waiting patiently
0: so clicker
1: doesn't oh, go, go ahead, ahead. clicker Nope, go ahead.
0: So she looks up as she's resting against the vine that uh, dropped down to basically become a seat for her. And she looks at you. And you can tell that she looks quite tired.
4: And she says The Vine Lords, the Green Walker, is getting more ambitious. Becoming increasingly hard to keep his people out. I hear that I have you to thank for helping keep get rid of some of those creatures last night.
2: I mean, we uh, went looking for them. They just kind of crossed our path. Um, Though that dwarfing person you us sent with us, he. Uh, Uh, seem to touch one of the pods um, against our better judgment.
0: At that she stands up quickly.
4: He touched one of the pods? Are you sure?
2: Well he was uh, nearby when one of them went off.
4: Did the spores touch him?
2: I don't rightly know. It's best if you uh, speak to him. It it looked like it didn't it clicker.
4: I think so. Quickly then, we must find him quick.
0: And she gets
2: it. Uh, I don't know I don't know where Brandon went though.
0: She looks at you and her eyebrow quirks a little bit.
4: Come along, come along, quickly now.
0: And she heads towards the entrance of, of Cookie. Um do you follow?
2: Yeah, yeah, we'll follow.
0: Mm-hmm. And as she gets outside, it doesn't take her long to move towards where the visitors typically are in outside of the market area. And she walks up and she sees, she sees Bruce there. She comes up.
4: Ah, Bruce, Bruce, please. I need to take a look at you. Did the green spores touch you?
0: Yep, got them all out of me. And so she moves up to you As you say that, and she, too, just as the Spriggan had, lays her hand upon you.
4: Oh, you are infected. One moment.
0: And she closes her eyes for a minute. And after that minute, I mean, you don't feel any different. Although, give me an insight check. You are very sure there was that conflict that you felt of a moment ago of did you go find out what the alarm sound was about or go and try to find one of those green pods whatever that feeling was that was drawing you towards go and explore it is completely
4: gone I think it's in time It usually takes a little bit longer before there's nothing I'd be able to do
3: what takes a bit longer
4: the spores are extremely dangerous. The pods, if they, if they pop and the spores touch you, it is very, very likely that a person who's touched is infected. We had to destroy the Fae that had been out on a trail. He was too far gone.
3: Infected with what?
4: You recall the creatures that you seen last night? Yes. That is what happens when you become infected. You become Uh, another person of the green, with no will, except that of the green walker.
3: Oh, now I'm confused. You're talking about the... the... plant that exploded with the spores. Yes. You become one of them, is that what you're telling me?
4: Not a pod. The pod is just a tool that those vine creatures they're called tendril puppets if you are infected with the spores you'll become a tendril puppet oh, okay i uh, see and then as a tendril puppet if the green walker so desires he m- might turn you into a vine lord yeah okay at that point you might have some will but as a tendril puppet you have none Terrific. Thanks for
3: that. I'm beginning to not like this place at all.
0: She nods and turns back to Clicker and Thorn and Volan.
4: I was visiting Queen's Arena last night.
2: Oh, really? And...
4: I took message of what you told me. I now understand what has happened with Savosi.
0: And she pulls the vials out. The same vials that you had seen yesterday. And within it you can still see the dull silvery one that she had pulled from you, Clicker. And you can see the black sparkly reddish one that she had pulled from you, Thorn.
4: These are the essence of Savosi, and the imbalance that caused her to even give these boons to you. There is, have you...
0: And she looks at you guys for a moment. Looks at you closely.
4: Have you ever heard of a spark?
2: Um, I, I think I need a little bit more information. Uh, what do you think, Clicker?
1: I think that's when you smash metal together.
0: She smiles at your analogy.
4: Yes, of course. That is certainly the case. But this is something different. Sparks are like primordial energy sometimes during extremely potent storms a spark might form but it is very very rare more often than not though sparks are what had been used by the gods in the past to create the titans and some of those sparks still exist
0: she describes as she describes to you what a spark looks like this is the impression that more or less that you get as she describes it as a ball kind of like a ball of electrical energy of a sort
2: i see and uh, these uh, sparks have a mind of their own
4: no not a mind of their own but they are incredibly powerful and in part, this is why Titans don't exist anymore. Because the demigods, and some of the births of the demigods, were these humanoid beings who sought power and godship. They learned to take sparks from the Titans, and so began to hunt and kill the Titans. So, a spark is something that can be given. Sometimes it forms of nothing but it can be used to fuel great power there is a spark that has been hidden within the realm Sophosi's realm this spark is what is causing the imbalance
2: and so like um, Thorn looks to Elm Twinkle and just like shrugs his shoulders and um, speaks to KY.
4: Now it's me who is asking for your help. Faye cannot enter into Savolsi's realm. The consequences would be disastrous. I need people like yourselves to return these.
0: And she holds the vials. Gives them, you know, just so that you can see the essence that's within them.
1: Clicker takes both.
0: Okay. I'll add them to your inventory.
4: Thank you. Thank you, Clicker. I need people strong of will. The boon that you've received, this is from Queen Zarina. She too asks if you would return to the realm. Return this essence in private. To the one you called Saffron and the one you called what did you call the other one? The white guy.
2: Yeah, with the uh, the, the coat. The magician or something.
4: Return the essence to each of them in private so that they they should not know that they are of the same being. So Vosie must remain separate to remain a lock against the prison. And once returned, please find that spark. It must be hidden in their realm.
2: And when we find the spark, what do we do? Consume it? Throw it away?
4: Probably doesn't
1: taste good.
4: When you enter the dream, no, I don't think you should try to consume it. Very likely, I mean...
0: She sizes you up and down, looking at you guys. Her eyes are tired. And she looks you up and down, walking around.
4: No. If you tried to consume it, it would instead consume you. It must be in a container. Otherwise, it would have destroyed that realm. You need to bring it back to me.
2: But we we only go there as a dream, we don't go there physically. How are we supposed to bring it back?
4: This is the dangerous Spit. Oh no! You would need to enter there, your real bodies. Not in your dreams, zone.
1: And I was wondering why you spent all your might and power restoring our bodies. That would make sense.
2: I don't like the sound of this.
4: This is my domain, and I am within the Autumn Queen's domain. It wasn't just my might that was spent today in order to make sure that all of my people were cured. Anyone in my domain was cured. The Queen, and strangely, oddly, Surprised Pumpkin wasn't helping out Normally he would Mm. She shrugs her shoulders
2: Oh listen this is uh, Something I was not expecting I'd have to uh, Talk with um, The rest of my group Um, But I I do not cherish Traveling into that weird realm again It has been nothing But pain and Suffering and the first thing um, I think we need to do regardless is if we can get our uh, recently deceased friend Norbert back. Um, we we have a hunch Volan, um, and he points over to um, uh, Volan. He uh, believes that um, we have some fruit that uh, can uh, bring him back from the dead, but uh, we have to move quickly, so we're not doing anything without him, starters.
4: I understand when you're ready come back into cookie I'll be in there waiting
0: and she turns and she leaves you
2: well that is three ways to horse shit I do not like this clicker we are gonna get ourselves killed like Norman.
1: I'll take my chances
2: I don't know whether we have any choices, though. Firstly, I want to see if we can get orbit back. What do you think?
1: Yes.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. We should definitely get orbit back.
2: Maybe when, uh, Bartholomew is, uh, elsewhere, like he is at the moment.
0: Oh, uh, you guys, um, she told me something last night. I've been… you remember you asked me about that shadow that I seen in the Underburrows Clicker?
1: This is Ivan, I'm 28, and I'm the community manager of Hammerdog Games. And I'm going to be playing Clicker, a Folk locksmith.
2: Hello, my name is Atua and I will be playing Thorn of the Tiefling Bard.
3: Hi, my name's Mick and I'll be playing Bruce or Bert or Bob, Pongo, Bingo, Barabbas, Bartholomew, Barry, Bernard.
1: Hi, I'm Dariam. I'm playing as Vagashellist, the Farmwork Druid.
0: And then there is me i am dagaba and you're listening to a crimson nib podcast you can follow me on twitter at crimson nib or at facebook.com slash if you've enjoyed what you've heard please rate and review me on google podcasts itunes or wherever you get your podcasts so until next time good people adieu